0: There is no guarantee for success, but there are ways to get closer to it when you do the right
1: things. Who you surround yourself with is just as important as what you do. Finding the right people, the right classes, the right activities, and taking the right tests are all decisions that shape your future. Find out more today on Destination University with Dr. Cynthia Colon. Dr. Colon and her guests will give you the tips you need, whether you're a student, parent, or educator. Now, here is your host, Dr. Cynthia Colon.
0: You're listening to Destination University. If you are a college-bound teen or a champion of one, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. We're running a special series interviewing real teens with real dreams who've been admitted to college. Wherever you are tuning in from, you are definitely in for a treat. Hello everyone, I'm your host, Dr. Cynthia Colon, author of the book, Be Committed, Get Admitted, and the founder of Dream College Academy and College Essay Bootcamp. Grab your beverage of choice and a notepad because you're going to hear some golden nuggets from our star today, Serafina. Today, you're gonna learn what she did right, any regrets that she might have, and she will reveal which Dream College she's headed for this fall. Okay. Oh my goodness. So, so should we go by Sarah or Serafina? It's up to you. Um, it doesn't
1: matter. I think we can go by Sarah today.
0: Okay, Sarah today. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what what, what we called you when you were in SA boot camp. But sometimes, you know, now that you're a graduate of high school, you're like, maybe I'm going to go by Sarah Fina. Um. Okay, well, I'm going to jump. let you jump in. And right away, people just like to know sort of who you are, like where you're from, like where you hail from, literally, because we have students from all over the country, and what high school you go to. Um, and just share just anything a little bit about yourself, Sarah.
1: Um, So I am a senior at Bishop Montgomery in Torrance, California. I actually just had my last day of school this past Thursday. So um, yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. You must feel really great. Did you go to, I think there's usually like a grad night and all the things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So on Thursday, we, um, we had a senior sunset. So well, the whole class got together which is really fun and it was really cool seeing everyone together and then we had grad night the following night and we didn't get home till four in the morning
0: <laughs> oh those are the days i mean i definitely still remember grad night from from high school so <laughs> things that you know we all remember we have tied that we tied together you know we all go to prom or grad night or something like yeah. that yeah okay well congratulations on that i know your graduation is coming up very very soon so that's great we're going to start with the question of, you know, everyone who's going through this process now, right? Not not those of you who are now seniors and beyond, but if you're watching or listening to this podcast now, you, are, you probably have a son or a daughter who's going to be entering in this process. So Sarah, what they like to know is sort of what colleges, just share sort of all of the colleges that you were admitted to, and if you want to share anything about sort of the merit aid that you were granted, so share that.
1: Okay, um, so originally when I was figuring out what schools I wanted to apply to um, it wasn't necessarily like the name schools it was more so like which schools ranked nationally with the major that I wanted at that time, Um. so I went from wanting to apply to 23 schools to actually only 11, um, the schools that I got admitted to were American University Loyola University of Chicago. Um, Gonzaga University, Grand Canyon University, Arizona State, and Northeastern. And with um, Loyola, Chicago, I got twenty six thousand um, per year, and that was without financial aid. And then Gonzaga University, I got twenty four thousand a year. Wow. and then Grand Canyon, I had gotten eleven, which was about the same amount as Arizona State as well.
0: Okay. Okay, well, what I love what you just said is that you weren't looking for sort of all of the sort of named schools, but um, and it also sounds like you were looking for a good list that you would have, you would have success, you know, nice. that would be successful. And also, I don't know if it was purposeful, but you got a lot of merit aid. So certainly uh, not trying to um, bring that down that that price tag if you can is helpful mm-hmm. so was that one of your criterias to try to find a few schools that might offer merit aid um honestly
1: I didn't really think I would get merit scholarships so seeing that when I had applied to the schools I was like oh wow like I didn't realize that um I would get to have merit scholarships yeah. um so for me it wasn't really necessarily that but I think definitely like once it came down to the schools that I was deciding, the scholarship definitely came into play.
0: Ooh, that's good. That's a good little golden nugget. I mean, you know, um, that's great. So it sounds, like, it sounds like Sarah didn't realize what a rock star she was <laughs> ahead of time. So that's great. When you get merit aid, it really says a lot about who you are and what they read in your application. So um, let's... Dive into sort of, you know, the last four years. Again, those who are listening and watching are, you know, likely not students and parents who have already passed this point that you have, but rather entering into this college admission journey. So looking back on the last four years, you know, what did you, what did you do right? And what advice would you have for those students who are maybe, you know, just starting high school um, or in at least in the first couple of years?
1: I would say what I did right was that I felt like I had a um, purpose throughout high school, but I also, the activities that I was a part of, it wasn't just because it looked good on college apps. Um, I genuinely did it because I was interested or something I was wanting to be a part of, and then I found what I wanted to do, and then I was able to have leadership opportunities because of that. And I learned different like life skills, which I think you don't really get to learn all the time. So I think that's something that I did right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I, I completely agree. I mean, I think that we met when you were still a sophomore, I want to say, mm-hmm. and you, I, I felt really strongly, even then you really had a purpose. You had a very clear definition of like, what was important to you and and how you chose the things you got involved in, mm-hmm. so sort of along those same lines, um, let's we're going to sort of blend in the next question, which is sort of hear mm-hmm. a little bit about especially the youth in government piece. So I, I've said that out loud for you, but that was really a big piece of who you are, and you know you've done it for several years. So share with the audience what is youth in government, and if you can share some of those life skills that you mm-hmm. talked about that you that you learned that are so incredible.
1: Yeah, so for youth in government, um, it runs through the YMCAs, the local YMCAs actually throughout um, California, but also throughout the United States. And so um, you can start as a sixth grader. And so the middle school program is a model United Nations. So youth think government is just a big name for different types of um, branches of government that we have in the United States and so I was able to dip my toes in the United Nations as well as um, our state legislation and mock government mock trial things like that and the difference between a mock trial or mock government compared to youth in government was that we were actually spending a lots of time putting ourselves in the shoes of actual state um, And we were able to create bills and it wasn't just like, oh, you know, here's a case and I'm going to try to win. We were actually making bills and proposals and they sat on the the governor's desk of California. And so some of the things that you see around you was created by delegates from youth and government. So that was a very big um, part of my life. I was in it since sixth grade. And so because of that, I was able to get out of my shell, and I was also able to figure out what I wanted to do and my purpose. Um, I didn't, I wasn't really good at talking to people, and I kind of just like let my friend kind of like lead the way, and then I decided, okay, let's run for position. So I ended up running for um, secretary general, which is the highest uh, statewide position you could run for, and I did that when I was in seventh grade, so I could serve my eighth grade year, and I actually won And when I was figuring out what to do, you have to pick a platform. So I chose human trafficking, which I didn't realize at first what correlation it had to me and how I can tell other people like it's importance to me. And it wasn't just a platform to run, like it meant something to me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm adopted and I'm adopted from China. And so realizing that I could have been one of those girls in China, I wanted to show the importance that it was to me that we don't take our lives for granted and that the people who do feel like they are, they don't feel like they have worth that I want to be that person that, you know, they know they matter. And so because of that, I've really, that's kind of been like my value to continue throughout high school, like having a purpose to be there for other people in different aspects. And so ever since um, seventh grade, I've been able to hold different positions in youth and government, which have helped me become who I am and also helped me build relationships with people all throughout California. So it's really cool to see because now I went from just seeing them maybe once a few, once a year to going to school with them now in college. So,
0: yeah. Wow. Sarah, you, you speak so eloquently now. I can't even imagine that you were ever shy, you know, (laughs) it doesn't seem possible, but what, what Sarah is talking about for those who are listening and, and if you think about um, one of the biggest gifts you can give your child or by the time they graduate is to have to know what their purpose is and to to have that sort of very, you know, that very clear, you know, find that clarity that Sarah did. Um, it's interesting. So you, you I think you said that you ran on this platform, human trafficking, but it wasn't crystallized perfectly for you right then right but it's crystallized over time and that's because of your work with youth and government
1: um I would say at first like someone brought the idea of human trafficking to me and at first I was like oh you know I knew a little bit about it from watching like certain tv shows that I really loved. and then the more I read about it and then more the more I specified it in relations to children and just girls and like people in China things like that I started reading and I realized like how much opportunity I was given and how lucky I was and that I shouldn't take my life for granted. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: yeah, and definitely youth and government was a place where I could continue that and people knew what I stood for and understood who I was. And I found a voice. I found my voice Mm -hmm. and I hope to be that voice for other people. Yeah.
0: Oh, what a gift you are to others. Oh, so good, Sarah. Um, okay, so uh, share anything else that you did right or well, like, you know, I, I definitely would call what you just talked about your coolness factor, you know, the youth and government and the, and the platform and the high levels of leadership that you that you took on in youth and government, that was really something that stood out for you. Um, but I know that you listed some other things that you, you took some community college classes, and you were the editor in chief. So just for the sake of those who are listening, what other things were you involved in and and how do you think that helped fill out the rest of your application?
1: Um, So I definitely did sports. Um, I also did, I did a lot more leadership, I think, than most students. A lot of students, I think, try to be very well-rounded with academics, leadership, and then sports, things like that. Um, I think for me, I was my path was more so being a leader. So I was um, editor in chief this past year for the yearbook, but my prior year, I was a designer, um, a design editor. And so I was able to create the yearbook um, cover last year and as well this year. And so being in yearbook, um, even though it's an extracurricular, it's also a class at my school, but that was also somewhere where I learned a leadership, but also life skills because I was learning how to run a business. And same with Key Club. Um, I was the secretary last year for my school and then I became president this year. And um, I realized how much, like if I have a goal, I didn't realize like how much, like if I stick, if I want something, I will stick to it. And so with um, Key Club, I wanted to increase service hours for students to be a part of, and I wanted to increase um, engagement. And so we went from 60 members to 115 this year um, we raised, um, we went over 2,000 service hours or and more compared to when we had 800 last year. And then this past year in the yearbook, we actually turned our book in late last year. And so this year, it was a goal to turn it in early. So we actually turned it in a week early, which was really cool. So things like that, um, I definitely learned how to continue my relationship with other people. Um, I think that's the coolness factor is that I've learned that I'm very adaptable, but I also can be determined when I need to get something done and I think throughout my application that showed that all of the extracurricular activities that I was doing it was for purpose so when I did um, Key Club it was for service and it wasn't because you know everyone needs service hours it was because I wanted to teach other people that you need to serve others with a passion and a purpose and so to have multiple different service opportunities it gives students a chance to figure out what they want to help with and not just oh I need to get it done I'll just come to that it's oh wow I really want to take part in it and change lives and so the different ways that um, Key Club was able to provide service hours it helped people who were more on the active side they could go you know to the beach and clean up or people who were very involved in art and very creative they could create cards and things like that for the homeless or just for people who are in homes right now and can't see their family members. So different things like that. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. Wow. What a leader you are. Uh, okay. So I love that you said that you turned in the yearbook early by a week. That's huge because I know all those deadlines and all those pieces that have to come together for sure. But what you've mentioned in the key club and your your goals and and trying and hitting those goals and you nearly doubled the participation of the, the, the membership, right? Just about 100%, you increased it by 100%. That's huge. But here's something I'm not sure if you just said that you meant to say, or, or you are helping other people cr- find their coolness factor. So we often talk about the coolness factor is when you fi- merge something you love to do with something you have to do, right? So a lot of students you know have to do community service hours or, you know, something like that, or, you know, even if you have to work or you have to, whatever. But if you can find, like, if it's art, like do something with art, you know, if it's that you want to be, you know, you love the beach and you want to go spend, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I, 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 nobody has to pay me or give me service hours to go spend time at the beach. So if I can, you know, if I have to do service hours and spend time at the beach, so... That's what you're doing is you're helping people, merging those things and finding what they, matching what they love and naturally enjoy doing with something that they have to do anyway. So that's really cool. That's really cool. I love that. Oh, good for you. Oh my gosh, super excited. Um. Okay, so the question I always have is for everyone is to, with all candor and, and humility, you know, if you can share, if you're comfortable sharing something that you just that you regret or you wish you would have done differently or anything that you can you know enlighten others
1: yeah so definitely there's a lot of things I wish I could have done um when I had said like I really didn't think I would get any merit scholarship I really meant that because my grades are not you know as like excellent as other students are um and so I also to freshman year um Because I was involved in so much my eighth grade year, I wanted to take a break. But I realized that by taking a break, it hurt me. And I realized how many opportunities I missed out and how much time and money my parents put for my education and for the opportunities that I just didn't take. And so I really, I really tried to get more involved again. And I didn't realize like, because I did that, what high school would be like because I always thought oh you know I have next year but then COVID hit (laughs) and I lost that opportunity to do that so when I came back or when we were about to start going back to in person again I really took those opportunities but because of that I got involved in too much so I didn't know how to time manage as well but I also didn't I was stretching myself too thin and there weren't people who were willing to help so I kind of had to take responsibilities on my own and because of that I had to prioritize my extracurricular activities um, instead of my academics and so some of my academics fell behind um, especially junior year because freshman and sophomore year my grades were good Um, first semester of my junior year um, it was also good but Towards the end of my second semester, there was just a lot of things happening with me personally. And then on top of that, to maintain my extracurriculars and what I needed to get done, it just got really overwhelming. And so I wish that I had um, learned a little time management a little earlier and that um, it's okay not to do everything, um, but also too, that I didn't take opportunities my freshman year. And so I think that was something. And also too, um, because I had a goal, I don't know why I did this, but I tried to take summer school. I tried to take two classes over the summer. I took French three. Yeah, I took French three and um, honors pre-calc in the same year, in the same summer. Um, So I think that's another thing is that while trying to get ahead I didn't realize how to do it the smartest way Mm -hmm. and so um, I would say like if you want to try to take as many classes as you can really like consider the community colleges because you do get that college credit on top of your high school credit um, because APs are not always guaranteed is that as I learned and so I Yeah, that's kind of the tough part because you want to take your APs because, you know, it shows that you're challenging yourself. But at the same time, like, sometimes you can't even use that for college. But I think it's definitely a good experience. Um, I think that's definitely something. And I think in high school, I think another thing is just, like, I was so caught up in, like, what I needed to get done, I missed out on a lot. Mm -hmm. but I also learned this year, like, work hard, play hard, like, freshman to junior year, I worked hard, and so senior year, I had the best senior year ever, (laughs) like, I, I honestly, like, I reflected, like, last week looking at my photos, and I was like, wow, I really, like, I really lived high school, (laughs) so I, I do live and also, also too, to live with no regrets. Yeah. And um, also, too, like, I think a lot of people forget that what we think is, like, the end of the world, it's only that day. So I really <laughs> try to remember the, like, yesterday was history, yeah. tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. So I really try to live by that.
0: Yeah. That's a good quote. Now, this is what I heard you say. I heard you say that, you know, COVID hit in your in your time as a in high school and so you know you we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring so you wish you would have maybe gotten a jump start on some of those opportunities before because then they were not available to you you know a little yeah. bit later that's the first thing i heard you say And the second thing i heard you say was um to understand that the academic, you know if you're trying to get ahead academically to space it out and sort of really understand and learn how to manage all of that because you know, you can space it out. So I I heard those two golden nuggets from you. So good, good advice. Now, um, my fourth question before we get to talking about where you're headed, but my fourth question is, what was important to you when you were looking for a college? What were the things that were top of your list that you really value? Um, You know, majors, you can speak about anything, but what was important to Sarah?
1: Yeah, so for me, um, I... I ha- I get into phases where I start like obsessing with my life and the way that my family's always been is that like we always plan for the future. So freshman year I planned out my entire four years of high school. <laughs> <laughs> um so because of that I planned out or I had an idea of what I wanted to do in college and at that time I wanted to dip my toes in criminology and things like that. Um so I really looked into schools about that. But then when my friend actually took me to the East Coast and we toured some schools and then I kind of figured out things like that, I found my love again for youth and government and where I could best drive because I felt like even though I'd been in the program for so long, I felt like certain parts of it just weren't for me because politics, politics is a crazy world, <laughs> but that's okay. I've learned that politics is not my path, but I think a form of government is so yeah yeah Um, i definitely also too looked into do they do they require service is it a religious school um like how big or how small the school is the surrounding areas what kind of life i was gonna live or if i can even see myself there Mm -hmm. those are some factors yeah
0: um i remember you guys going on a college trip pretty early on it. Was that your sophomore year? Yeah, The end, end of sophomore year. So yeah. that proved to be helpful. Even if you don't, you know, find your dream, dream school on yeah. that, on that trip, Whatever you do, you start to know what you're looking for. You start to kind of see.
1: Definitely.
0: Oh, it's good. Good advice. Okay. So here's the, the moment of truth. And you shared it earlier where you've been admitted, but share with us where you are headed what you chose and give us a little bit a sense of like why and any some some special kind of cool thing about that institution Mm -hmm. go ahead rum roll
1: um so I'm going to be attending Northeastern University so I'm going to be majoring in international affairs and criminal justice
0: wow Ooh, that's perfect (laughs) for you Northeastern is no easy feat to get into so congratulations that is a really big coup for you Thank um you. now so share so I like to you know I love learning about there's I now have three or four students that are at Northeastern now um so um I think what are the colors um it's red and black yep and what's the mascot do you know the husky the husky And you mentioned something in your little questionnaire that you love. Uh, So what's the cool thing that you love about it?
1: Um, So one of the things I was looking for at schools was martial arts, because that was something that I've always done. Um, And so I wanted to get back into it in college. And Northeastern actually does have a Taekwondo team. So I thought that was really cool. And that was one of the main reasons why Northeastern stayed like in my list.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's really that's super cool. I did not know that. So that's uh, I always love learning little n- new nuggets about different colleges. Um, for everyone who who is watching or listening, one of the things that Northeastern is well known for and has been for years is their internship program. Um, and my understanding is pretty much anyone who I don't know if it's required. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like it's required that everyone do some kind of job internship before they graduate. So that's been one of the big hallmarks of the institution for years because, you know, what college can say that pretty much everybody that graduates already has had some kind of internship, some kind of business experience, some kind of job experience. They have the skills that they need that employers are looking for. So, that has been something big. So was that um, important to you or or what do you think about that? Um,
1: I think it was definitely important to my parents. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that was one of the main reasons why I chose the school because I thought it'd be very interesting too. And also too, I can dip my toes into different um, types of internships so I knew what I was getting myself into and so I didn't have to spend four years on this degree and then go into the field and be like oh I don't want to go in there at all <laughs> instead I can figure out what I want and what's nice about Northeastern is that they have combined majors but they also don't limit you at that you can kind of make your own major which is really cool which I really like so yeah things like that
0: yeah and what's not to love about Boston, let's like not forget that. Uh, I often say that if I had to do it over again, knowing what I know now, I might try to choose a school in Boston because there are, I mean, nearly everybody in the in that, uh, I don't know how many square miles are all your age. They're all college students. There's so many. So um, chances of finding great friends and re- you know relationships that you'll have for a lifetime, that's really great there, so. Oh, Sarah, I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. Thank you. It's been so, so nice to be able to reconnect with you after, you know, you've been, um, uh, so I should say that Sarah uh, is, an, is a, an alumni camper from SA Boot Camp. She did actually, she did SA Camp um, uh, as a rising junior Um, so we don't always have, but we, every year I should say, we have at least a few kids who do, who are like rock stars and want to, to get a head start on the process. So she did that. We also did a consultation with your whole family when you were young to try and get you squared away. So anyway, okay. Hold on. We'll say, we'll wave goodbye. I'm going to just do the little roundup here, um, for our show. My goodness. Wow. Okay. So thanks to Sarah for being with us today. Applying to college is no easy task, so she has been courageous uh, and strong throughout the process and of course courageous and strong to be here and very candid um, telling you and giving you some golden nuggets. If you are watching and you want to learn more about the college application process head on over to my website to download your free gift from me it's DrCynthiaCologne.com, D-R-C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-C-O-L like Larry, O-N like Nancy. Okay. And we would love it if you would share, subscribe, join. If this episode has in any way fueled your confidence or helped build your own dreams, please share this episode with three people in the next 30 minutes. And if you're watching on YouTube, please hit subscribe and comment below and send a question. If you have any question for me or for Sarah, we'll be sure to get back to you. And if you have a question about SA Bootcamp, please let us know. Parents, You can also join the conversation on our Facebook group, Destination University, just like the podcast. It's open to all parents, no matter your teen's grade level. That's all I have for you, my dreamers. Remember, if you are a dreamer and a doer, welcome to Destination University, where college dreams really do come true. Join us every week, same time, same place. Until then, wherever you are, make it a happy and sunny day. Bye for now. All right, Sarah, just wave to our watchers and listeners. Fantastic. Oh my God. I'm so excited for you.
1: Thank you so much for listening this week to Destination University. Be sure to join Dr. Cynthia Colon again and get one step closer to your success.